Blog Talk Radio. delighted to welcome you all back for another week of shows. We just have some wonderful guests coming up this week, including today. And for those of you in the Portland, Oregon area, um, where this show originates, um, stay dry out there. I understand there's quite a bit of flooding in the area. I have been at home dealing with with, um, water overflowing my gutters of my home and and different things. We're certainly getting a lot of rain here today and wind, so stay safe out there, and I hope that many of you are are cuddled up warm at home so that you can listen today to this wonderful show that we have planned, because today I have a guest who I'm going to bring on the line in just a moment from Switzerland. Christopher Vasey, N.D., is here And we are going to talk about the unusual spiritual qualities of the blood. Um, This is a fascinating topic. And Christopher, who has written many books, um, has talked about this in his latest book, The Spiritual Mysteries of Blood, Its Power to Transform Body, Mind, and Spirit. And we are going to talk about many practical things today, but also when he talks about the mystery, this is a very real mystery to explore what is the true role of the blood. Now, Christopher, as I said, is coming to us from Switzerland. He is a naturopath. He specializes in detoxification and rejuvenation, and I know that Many of you are familiar with his books. He has written several. And his website, I will tell you right at the outset, is ChristopherVasey.ch. And I invite you to visit that and explore all of his wonderful work. And I am just so delighted to bring Christopher Vasey on the line. Welcome, Christopher. Well, hello, Susan. Yeah, I'm phoning from Switzerland. It's 9 p.m., so it's really dark. Oh, yes. Well, it was quite dark here a little bit ago, and it was only 11 a.m. It's 12 noon right now, but um, yeah, well. we've had quite the quite the, the storm. It, it it was it felt like night lingered into day today. It was so so dark. Ah, um, but yeah. um, but you know, 
as with all things sp- spiritual, we always see the light even in the midst of, <laughs> of the clouds. Yeah. And, and and here we have the beautiful rainforest. So I welcome the rain because the trees really need it um, have, because we had drought in the summer. So everything uh, is in balance, isn't it? And, and perhaps yeah. that's a nice lead-in um, to, to this topic, really, is um, Christopher, on the outset of your book... You talk about how this book, for those who are familiar with others, and I invite the audience to explore many of your books if they haven't, that this book is a little bit different, that you really are focusing on the spiritual, and I certainly see that theme of balance coming through this in an entirely new way. Yes. I've written different books on natural medicine, like the acid-alkaline diet or optimal detox and so forth and they're all books which talk about how to get healthy but on the physical level how to cure our body of all the illnesses and this book i've just written on the spiritual mysteries of blood is different in a way because it talks about health the physical body but also of the spirit i mean I, i suppose the people who are listening to your program I used to that idea, but science uh, claims that we are only a physical body directed by a brain. But there's yeah. another approach, the spiritual approach, which considers the spirit is the true ego of man, and that spirit has incarnated into a physical body. And the question is, how is this spirit linked to the body? And, um, well, it's linked to the blood, to make things short. <laughs> But we'll yeah. go in more detail. So it's different in that sense that I am talking about the spirits, uh, what's the, the true ego of man, what it is doing here on earth, how it is linked to the body, how the body can influence the spirit, the spirit, the body, and so forth. And it's, uh, it's um, based on a knowledge which I found in a spiritual book. I didn't invent all that. I've just illustrated it with many examples. Um, the, this knowledge that the blood is a link, a bridge between the spirit and the body. Yes. Now, Christopher, I know that you talk about the the quality of radiation and the blood, which I find really fascinating, um, and it, particularly since when I think of radiation, I also think of, of light as well, and you know, conceptually, certainly. And I wonder if you could explore, Christopher, this this notion of radiation and the blood and what yeah. it truly means for us spiritually and physically. Yeah. Well, the blood, uh, as I was saying, is the link between the spirit and the body, but the blood is something very material. So, in fact, there must be an extra link which acts as a transitional link and that is the blood radiation. And the blood radiation is uh, something which is emitted by the blood. The blood emits invisible radiations that spread out in waves in space, like rays. It maybe seems a bit difficult to understand, but it's, I'll give you an example. When you've got two magnets, which are placed one against the other, uh, you've got to give a lot of strength to separate them. And what are you fighting against? You're fighting against something which is invisible, and it is a bridge of uh, magnetic uh, radiations. 
So the same process takes place between our spirit and the physical body, uh, the, the blood. There, is, there are blood radiations which make a bridge between the spirit and the body. And now this uh, bridge is, of course, very important because if the quality of the bridge is not good, then the spirit is not correctly linked to the body, cannot direct it and uh, link it uh, correctly, and we can lose our uh, balance, uh, psychic balance, for example, and all sorts of different kind of psychic um, disharmony can arise like mm -hmm. loss of drive, unexplained sadness, irritability, fears, lack of self-confidence, and so forth. So depending on the composition of the, the blood, the bridge of radiation towards the spirit will be good or not, and we will feel in a state of mind or a mood or another. And this is important to know and helpful to know because uh, it explains many things which otherwise are not so well un understood. Yes. I mean, if I can give an example. Um, yes. Yeah. When um, I, people come, patients come to, to me, I'll, with uh, rheumatism or eczema, I will uh, um, give them a diet to follow and plants to detox and, and so forth. And they will come, follow the diet, the the cure, and after a few weeks or months, they will come back and say, I'm, I'm well again, no rheumatism, no eczema anymore. But something happened which uh, is strange. I, I forgot to tell you that I was always a bit depressed, but now I'm not uh -huh. depressed anymore. Or uh -huh. I've been always a bit uh, full of anxiety or uh, lack of confidence, but now I'm okay again. And that's yeah. what triggered my reflection on the subject. How is it possible that a diet with foods and vitamins and so forth can act on, uh, on our, our moods? And yeah. the explanation I, I found uh, in this uh, spiritual book, which I think I haven't mentioned yet, <laughs> the title is In the Light of Truth, The Great uh -huh. Message. And in this book it says the link between the spirits and the body is the blood or the blood radiation. And this explains many things which I try to show in my book. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know that, that you have spent all many, many years assisting people with how they eat. And, and, I, and as you say, um, you, you speak of that already. And I was just wondering, Christopher, in terms of... of how we eat. It, your book kind of begins with an exploration of of different ways of viewing um, how we eat, why we eat spiritually. And I'll tell you that you know, in in my um, history, at times I've, I've heard you know the benefits of fasting and things like. There's so many things that you hear within the spiritual community, many different spiritual paths. And I wonder if you could explore this as to as an entryway into better understanding, because I really want our listeners today to understand um, how adjusting the way they eat and better understanding the way they eat yeah. can really have that impact on how we feel and, and our yeah. spirituality. Well, usually we think we eat and need to feed our body so that the yeah. cells can function and reproduce and so forth. 
And, uh, but this is only one part of it. As all the different religions have shown, if you follow a specific diet or you fast, it can have an effect on uh, your spirit, on your spiritual yeah. life. And that's why so many religions have um, in, uh, well, said it's good to fast, to, and uh, many people do in all the different religions. But why is it good? Let's yeah. say fasting. When you don't eat anything, the body still needs food to function. But if it doesn't, uh, it doesn't receive it from outside of the body, it will fetch it inside its uh, own uh, organic tissues. And there's a, a process which starts, which is called autolysis, which is a digesting of all uh, different kind of substances which, is in, which are in the body and which can be transformed and used by the body. But then this digesting of the organic tissues takes place in an intelligent way. First are uh, uh, autolyzed the uh, waste products or the toxins so that's, and not the, the heart or the eyes, because that's too precious. It starts with the less precious, and that is all the waste products and toxins in the blood, yeah. in the cells and everywhere. So the, the blood is purified, is much cleaner, and the person feels totally differently physically, because, yeah, uh, in natural medicine, if we are ill, it's because we have too many uh, toxins, waste product in the body. So by getting yes. rid of them by fasting, we are better physically. But the blood uh, also changes composition, where well, the blood changes composition, and it also has an effect on our uh, uh, psychic uh, states. And it has been observed, but never really in, uh, explained. And the explanation is that the, the blood is the bridge to, or the link towards the, the spirit. And if the blood composition is correct, is healthy, then the link is uh, strong and the spirit can perceive and feel its surrounding in a healthy way, in a positive way. But if the blood composition is full of waste products and poisons and heavy metals and drugs and so forth, of course, uh, the link is not so good and uh, the, the, the spirit doesn't feel uh, too well. I mean, it's a bit the same thing as uh, when you've got um, uh, a radio program, the, the sender yeah. and the receiver must be on the same wavelength. Yeah. If it's the case, you're happy because you can hear everything clearly. But if yeah. the wavelengths are not correctly um, tuned, then you don't hear very well and you feel unwell and more and more unwell as far, uh, if it's not correctly uh, linked. So it's the same thing with our spirits and our, our body. The spirit is correctly linked to the body and can grasp correctly its earthly surrounding if the blood composition is correct. Now, something that you talk about in your book, and I will tell you directly impacts my family, Christopher, and something I'm aware of, is diabetes. You know, things that can can become out of balance in the bloodstream. And yep. I, I'm i very conscious of this as, you know, you really make me aware more of how how spiritually it's so very important to have an awareness 
of of keeping that in balance and and being mindful about that. And I know that you know, especially in the United States, Christopher, and I I suppose worldwide, but I know it's a problem here. You know, many of us are um, working with this. We either have a history of diabetes. Many of the listeners may have diabetes, and um, I, I you have a wonderful story in your book as well with someone who went out of body essentially who had diabetes and what yeah. what she learned yeah. about the body. So yeah. so I just want to open that entire topic up because it's so important in the US and you know I know many of us are are working with that. Yeah, I've I've just said that um the blood is the link between the spirit and the body and yeah. well maybe some people will say it's only a, an idea and all but people who have diabetes can experience it because, and others too, but with that illness it's possible because when the um, sugar level goes too low, um, they, well, every, you, they feel unwell. Well, everybody yes. fe- feels unwell because the link is not correct. The person becomes very frightened, anxious. Everything seems to be a problem because, and why? Not because the situation, external situation has changed, but because the blood composition has changed and the link to the spirit. So the spirit cannot grasp the reality in the correct way, and it's full of fear and anxiety. And that's uh, a problem. Now, when the sugar level goes too high, uh, problems also arise. The blood composition doesn't give a correct link, and the spirit uh, moves a bit out of the physical body. It's not uh, held in the physical body as well, and the person will lose consciousness or, or fall into a coma. Yeah. So it's a way of experiencing that, yeah, the blood is really in relation where, with the spirit, the way we feel. But there are many other examples in my, in my book. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and you know, it, it's, it really is a direct... I think that we tend to think of it as very physical. And, yes, there is a physical aspect, but I have personally... Um, especially in the past, interestingly enough, when when I wasn't as connected spiritually, have felt that low energy, you know, even shakiness that you get yep. um, when yep. your blood sugar is impacted. And I've noticed that the more awakened I become, the more aware, I don't experience that anymore. It's amazing. It's like I can walk on a trail and maybe not have that eaten as much or whatever, you know, and I don't feel that anymore. And it's really a kind of a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and, and, and that's what you're talking about. It's a mystery. And I think that yeah. that what you are discussing really helps us to understand that better. Um, another area that can, I know can I just impacts. Add oh, yes, please. Please do. Yeah, can I just add something? Because you said you're more spiritually connected and you don't uh, feel the symptoms so much. Uh, The reason, in my opinion, is that uh, on the physical level, uh, if you've got to check what you eat and everything, that's one thing. But uh, as we've seen, a human being is a spirit incarnated in a physical body. The physical body can influence the blood, but the spirit can also influence the blood. And therefore, if someone is more... Uh, in spiritually in balance or open or stronger, the spirit can influence much more the physical body than someone who's asleep sleep, uh, spiritually. I mean, the more uh, someone is asleep spiritually, not alive, not enthusiastic, not uh, grateful for 
his life and so forth. Well, he his spirit doesn't influence the body uh, as well, and therefore, as the spirit animates the body, keeps it alive, keeps it working on, well, things go wrong. Yes, yes. There's a beautiful um, circle that that occurs. It's like a cycle. It really does feed itself. And I will tell you, I tell the, I've told the listeners this honestly before. Um, you know, I I spent many years. I am still Christopher attempting to get my diet in balance. Having, you know, I lived in the American Midwest for a very long time, and and I'm not yeah. from there. But but you know, the diet was not particularly good in that time of my life. And even now, I, I you know, sometimes adjusting what to eat, not to overeat, for example, things like that. You know, th- yeah. these are adjustments. And I find that, you know, many of us are working with this. And and I suppose this is a good good question because I can honestly say it's something I am continually learning and growing into to keep adjusting my diet and, and, and how I eat and and be in balance. And maybe you can help us some more with that because I know your book has all kinds of things to say about this that are very helpful. Well, one thing I could say about that is that uh, nature has, um, or shall I say, the creator of nature has planned that we human beings use certain foods which are produced by nature in order to, for our body to function and to, for our body to be able to build uh, our blood composition. Yes. And we should eat those foods in the form they are given by nature. By this, I mean uh, what's is done nowadays, we um, process the foods. So we take out vitamins and minerals to get uh, white flour, in, for example. And that means that people are eating, some people are eating white bread, white pasta, white cookies, white everything. With That is food which is lacking in vitamin and minerals and proteins also, which were planned by nature for us to, for our physical body to build a good blood composition. So they cannot feel well. That's yeah. one part of the problem. We um, subtract some of the uh, nutrients of the fruits. And the other mistake we do generally is that we add things to the foods. I mean, yeah. food additives so that it has a better color, it's, it can be kept longer or doesn't do this and that and so forth. And these additives are, um, some are harmless, some are poison, but the scientists think, well, they're taken in such small quantities, it won't make any damage. But what is usually forgotten is that, um, depending on what kind of food you eat, well, you eat more than of one kind of those uh, food additives in great quantities, and um, also, what is the result of the mixture of the cocktail of all those yeah. food, ad- food additives? It's something which is not known and which is probably the reason why there is so many illnesses, uh, severe illnesses nowadays. But to, to come back to the spirit, when the blood is receiving foods, or the body is receiving foods which is lacking in vitamin, has different poison in it, of course, the blood composition cannot be good and the people do not feel psychically in balance, well, open, spiritual, spiritual, and so forth. It's, 
it's it's a big help to eat what nature has, is giving us and not industrial food or junk food, what yeah. nature gives us. Yes. What do you say to people who, um, you know, something I've observed is I used to eat more sugar, Christopher. I did. And I'm adjusting that. I mean, I have, I've really adjusted. And you find that you get to the point where you don't even want it. It feels sickeningly sweet what maybe some at some point you you wanted that and 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 what about these cravings you know where you have um you know even almost an addiction to sugar where you feel like you have to put too much and then adjusting that how how do you work with that yeah. that spiritually cuz i see it happening kind of naturally for me which i'm very thankful for um yeah. as i become more spiritual but i know many people are struggling with this and i can certainly relate to how sugar feels it can be addictive in its own way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the physical body needs sugar to function. In order to have energy, we need sugar. That's, we can uh-huh. not go without it. But yeah, there yeah is I don't shut it out completely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we, there is sugar and, and sugar. I mean, uh, it can. the same word is used to describe this white product, crystalline, crystalline product, which is white sugar, which uh-huh. is not food. It's not given by nature. It's something produced by man with something which comes from nature. But it's. Uh, but if you talk about sugar, or fruit sugars. If you eat fruit like or fruit. Honey, oh, I love that, fruit. Yes. <laughs> well, that's yes. another kind of sugar. And if you yes. eat cereals, you've got um, uh, sugar in the form of starch, and you can't feel the taste, but uh, it's still there. And um, it's normal to, to need and want sugar in a form or another, not the white uh, one. But, it's the unhealthy and, um, form. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, but if you take fruits and so forth, you'll never have craving for pastry or chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when you start using the, the bad sugars, white sugar, that uh, you're not using it only to have energy, but also to stimulate you. It's like uh, drinking coffee or something. It's kind of a... Uh, it gives you a, a kick, and uh, you've got more energy yeah. for a certain time. But then your body gets uh, tired with that, and you need a, bit, a bigger kick. <laughs> then you put more sugar <laughs> and, and so forth. Yeah. And that's the craving yeah. is there. And the, the best way to get rid of it is to go back to the natural foods that nature gives us. Mm-hmm. Because there's no excess, no lacking of vitamin and so forth. Everything is well metabolized. And you stay on the, uh, the middle road, no extreme in the middle road. Yes. You know, something you talk about, Christopher, a lot is local foods. And, and I know many of us are, you know, discovering farmer's market and, and, and things in our areas. These are, these are growing in many, many areas. And although um, in the winter in certain areas it can be challenging perhaps to find certain local Local foods, but can you talk about local versus foods being transported over long distances? Because I I find that fascinating how you speak of it. Well, here again, nature offers us the food we need where we need it. I mean, here in Switzerland, we've got certain uh, specific foods we need because of the climate, the the cold and warmth in summer and so forth. And it's all foods which is uh, adapted to our needs here. Um, it would be really strange that nature or the creator of nature would 
give foods we absolutely need in Switzerland, but make the, those, those uh, foods grow in Africa. It would be uh, without sense. Uh, so the food in Africa are for African people and so forth. Ah. And, and the reason for that is that the food is um, meant to, for us, and it has its vitamin and mineral composition, which we need. And people say, well, an apple is an apple, but it's not true. An, an apple from a, gold, a golden uh, apple, for example, mm -hmm. or any specific uh, kind, uh, if you grow it in Europe or in America, it doesn't give the same, exactly the same uh, composition. It's different. What I mean by that is that the food which grows locally is perfect for the people who live there. And that's the food we should eat. And nowadays, it's not the case because we eat food coming from all over the world. And that's not good because they don't give us, uh, they don't give the, the body the, um, the nutrients, the radiation it needs to build our own uh, blood. And therefore, when in the, we're in trouble. I mean, to illustrate that, uh, I'll tell you a story of a, a woman I know who came from Australia, and she mm -hmm. came and lived in, uh, in here in Europe. First year, she was very fit and everything went well. And then second year, she didn't feel so well, and it get, got worse and worse. And she couldn't find out why she had a lack of energy. She didn't feel uh, she was anxious, uh, didn't feel well incarnated and so forth. And she went back to Australia, ate foods from that area. And um, she was healthy and full of uh, energy again. And she came back to Europe, and it lasted for a certain time, then went downhill again. And the reason is that she needed, well, we all need the food from where we are um, born, where we were born, yeah. So in her case, uh, Immigrating was a problem because she didn't have all the food she needed to keep uh, a good blood composition. So for people who emigrate, there is a, a kind of solution. There must be a mixture of the food uh, they, of the area where they live that they should eat. But they also should uh, try and get food from their, their home, their, their country, mm. to uh, compl uh, complement so that they have energies and foods which come from their own country, foods they are made for, or food which are made for them. What if you live in a you know a, a desert climate or, or a very cold place or places where it would be hard to get get fruits and vegetables, for example? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know people have lived many places in the world for for a very long time, but but what? Um, what do you do in, in those circumstances? Well, you, you can just observe what Eskimos do, people doing, living in the far north in the snow, ice. Well, they don't have any vegetables, that's for sure. They don't have any uh, apples, that's for sure, too. But their body is not the same as ours. It's built a bit differently, and the needs of these bodies are different. It's very cold. It's very tough uh, um, place to live in and what they eat is um, fish and um, meats it's fresh meat <laughs> fresh feed and it's not um, and it gives them everything they need they can survive up there 
without much uh, uh, starch or much um, vegetables, but uh-huh. their body are adapted to it and they can survive. They've been surviving for thousands of years. So it is possible. It's not what we expect to be the best diet, but it's a diet which is good for them and their needs in that region, which is very cold. And someone living in the deserts or in the tropics, where it's always, now let's say in the tropics uh, at the seaside when it's always warm and so forth, he doesn't have to eat like an Eskimo because it's not cold. He can eat a lot of fruits, a bit of fish and nuts, and that's okay. <laughs> and yeah. we in the middle, like in Switzerland, where we've got to eat a bit of both sides. Yes. Um, I'd like to, to ask a, a different kind of question, unrelated to food, but I know that at some point I recall reading in your book about trauma, and I'm wondering, the, the word that comes to mind for me is inflammation. We're so often taught, I, I know I've heard from many sources, that inflammation in the body, like from injury or whatever, can can, can be harmful for us. And and I wonder if you could explore that as well. You know, if we're dealing with, with some injury or we're recovering from surgery, there may be people listening today who are home because they're they're dealing with an illness or recovering from surgery or caring for a loved one who's had surgery. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you could explore that for us because it's an important area that many of us were inevitably going to deal with in one way or another, it seems. Yeah. Well, if someone has had uh, surgery because of an illness or uh, an accident, uh, the person has lost blood, and therefore the quantity of the blood is lower, and the link is more difficult to to keep between the spirit and the body. And in fact, if the quantity of blood becomes too low, uh, the possibility for the spirit to be linked to the body disappears, and the spirit moves away out of the body, and that is what is called uh, death. It's death of the physical body only because the spirit goes on living in the other world, in, in the beyond. But what is done usually nowadays is that people who, had, who have lost a lot of blood will receive some and uh-huh. there will be a blood transfusion. And this blood transfusion nowadays is made correctly. We, we know which blood groups we must be used and so forth. But even so, it can be observed sometimes that someone who has been has re- received blood a blood transfusion is not quite well. He he has survived, and we can be happy and grateful that it's possible. But uh, nevertheless, the person doesn't feel well. We can observe it from outside. He seems to be hindered in the way uh, uh, he's thinking, expressing himself, or acting. And himself can feel something is not in order. He says, I've got to pull myself together. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, he wants to pull something back into his body in, in, in order for things to be in harmony again. And it's because the spirit is not correctly linked to, to, to the body. Uh, because the blood composition is not yet uh, good enough because it's a mixture of the blood received and the blood of the the owner of the body. But the body is continuously uh, regenerating the blood, so after a few days or weeks, the foreign blood will be eliminated, and it will be only blood which is produced by the physical body. So to help people in that transitional stage, 
it's good to nourish them very uh, well. I mean, with uh, foods which nature gives us, which has, uh, if possible, no food additive, and which are not uh, processed in the sense that there have not been um, uh, vitamins and minerals uh, taken out of them. That is eating whole foods. And by that, we, these people will be offering the best nutrition to their body in order for it to work on the blood, and they'll feel much quicker, much better. Yes. Christopher, something that comes to mind when we talk about blood transfusions, or you often hear this with heart transplants, for example, where, which is a little bit different, I suppose, but it's yeah. where yeah. people actually take on the characteristics for, for a while, of the the person from which they receive it to me it seems to show that spiritual link somehow that that yeah. you know maybe you have a craving for a food you never had before they talk about that how someone got a heart yeah. from someone from the south in america suddenly suddenly they want fried chicken and you know strange stories like that and and I yeah. wonder if you could speak to that from the the, the standpoint of the spiritual quality of the blood and the lake. uh, We have similar stories up here in Europe. And I must say, I'm very doubtful because uh, here in Europe, (laughs) and probably it's the same thing in the USA, you cannot know who has given you uh, uh, an organ. That's right. It's forbidden. It's not possible. So how is it possible to say the person was like to go uh, shopping and eat pastries, and now I've received his, uh, uh, his uh, I don't know, well, liver or kidney. Sometimes people can find out. I, I don't know. I've just yeah. heard, so you've heard these stories too. So so you find yeah. them, you're not so sure that, that, that we No, really I'm not too sure. Them. I don't know how it's possible because there are too many uh-huh. of those stories. <laughs> but yeah. what can be a, a reason for a change in the attitude of the person who received a, an organ first? To receive a foreign organ is uh, a big experience. I mean, it's not uh, obvious to accept that there's something foreign in yourself. And um, these people take a lot of medicine uh, so that the body will keep the organ. So it's not um, an easy situation. They they are very, uh, they are drugged and um, they have a, a big surgery behind them, a psychic uh, shock and all, of course, that can change the way they they face life. And they've just managed to avoid dying and their their lives still alive. And this, well, changed their attitude and uh, the view of things. So maybe that's the explanation why they, they change. You know, we have a caller on the line, um, Christopher. I thought maybe now would be a good time at yes, this point good. in the interview to take a call. Um, yes. And um, so, Deanna in Florida, I'm about to bring you on the line to ask a question of Christopher Vasey. Are you there, uh, Deanna? Yes, I am. Thank you very much, Susan. Uh, good evening, Christopher. How are you? Good evening. I'm fine in you. Uh, I'm very happy to hear you. I heard you once before, and I tend to share your ideas. Um, I was wondering, since childhood, I was always 
very anxious after a frightful experience, what is the best uh, food that I can take in order to neutralize the anxiety? Yeah, well, that's a good question because um, I forgot to tell it, to say it beforehand, but there are no recipes. Uh, in the Great Message, the spiritual book, which explains uh, the role of the blood, it says we can help people who are very anxious or depressed and so forth by changing their diet. But there is no um, recipe in the sense that if people are afraid that they should eat carrots because carrots are good for the blood radiation, or if they are um, uh, very aggressive, they should eat uh, um, potatoes and so forth. It's not like that. Uh, it's the changes to operate in the diet are very personal and cannot be guessed. Uh, guess. one, one has to first, and I explain in my book how to do it, to examine what the person eats. Because what he eats is what is used by the body to produce the blood composition. And right. if this blood composition is not correct, then there's something wrong in the food's intake. And um, right. therefore, the, the way to do it is for the person or the therapist to ask the person what uh, the person eats all through the day, which is typical of what his breakfast, uh, midday, supper, in between, at the breaks, and so forth. What does he eat? What has he drink? And um, one has I understand. To write an, evaluation, an evaluation, an evaluation, an assessment. We should be incomplete. I understood. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, and when we do that, then we can see that some foods are very much represented. Some people, for example, eat a lot of meat or a lot of uh, pasta. And is there something wrong in the blood composition? Uh, what the problem is maybe in this overeating of that kind of food. But the opposite can also take place. There's one kind of food which is, never appears in the in the diet. I mean, people. Some people never eat uh, vegetables or meat or eggs. Or, and that might be the, one of the points which should be corrected in order to bring the diet uh, in balance again. In my book, I explain in detail how to, to proceed. I will go ahead and read it as soon as I'm able to. I was okay. just thinking that since that was the onset of the anxiety was at such an early age, that there would be something that would supplement the lack of whatever electrical, <clears throat> because we are electrical beings pretty much, so something is getting taken out, it's getting absorbed out of the system because yeah. of the adrenaline working overtime, pumping, pumping, because of fear. So yeah. I was yeah. thinking maybe there was something I could offset or compensate with. Yeah, but you'll be uh, astonished uh, how much uh, change in diet can help. But of course, uh, we are not only a physical body and blood, uh, we are a spirit. And we as a spirit, will, we, have also, uh, we also have to, to work on our fears or anxiety to understand better and to be more um, confident um, grateful for life and so forth, so that uh, we can, you, I mean, a change of spiritual approach of life so that we can uh, 
by changing the spirits, change the blood composition and feel less anxiety or get rid of them. We, we've got to work on both sides. I mean, from the spirits and from uh, the body. But another thing which can be, can be done is, um, I just want to mention it now, it's the, the Bach flower remedies. I love that, you yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, here too, why, is it, why does it work? Why does a plant uh, can uh, change the state of mind of someone or help the person change his uh, state of mind? In my opinion, it's because it works or it changes the blood composition. If someone is very uh, full of fears, well, he takes drops which change the blood composition so that it, it does not radiate fear. And that helps the, the spirit to function without fear. And by this help, he can de develop more confidence and trust in life and, and change. It will not change the spirit without him helping, but it helps the spirit change itself. And the food also, and the diet changes in the same way. The essential oils as well. I love Olbus, which comes from Switzerland, and the smell of mint gives me some relief. So I, I do agree with what you just said, and I thank you for saying it. Uh, you're welcome, yeah. Yes, yeah this lady just you. mentioned the, the, uh, the smell of different plants. This is also something which can change the blood uh, composition. The smell, the smell comes into the nose and goes down in the, in the blood, and we've all experienced some smells can make us really uh, feel unwell, and others can give us courage and happiness and, and so forth. Yes, yes, that's an important area. I have a lot of mint growing in, in my yard, even this time of year. It's, well, it's kind of dying down, but mint I find to be helpful too. Thank you, Deanna, for, for calling. Such, such, um, such insightful questions. Thank you so much. Thank you, and blessings for both. Yes, thank you. Christopher, something that comes to mind, and, you know, I know that, that um, this show right now, by the way, has been on the front page of Blog Talk Radio, which means it's going out to people of all kinds and, and may not have much experience of naturopaths. And some of the questions that Deanna asked, um, I feel, can you introduce this in a way? And I thought maybe we would take a moment for those who are listening out there who aren't really familiar with naturopaths and what they can do for us. If you could very briefly, Christopher, just talk about that because as you're as you're flowing with this, so many things that you do for patients in that way um, is it, coming forward. So can can and a lot of people. Uh, I'll even introduce this in a different way. Um, there's so many medicines in the United States. People are very quick to prescribe medicine. You know, if you have anxiety, well, here's medicine, and and a lot of these medicines have have side effects, Christopher, that can make us feel very unwell, you know, even more yeah. anxious or, or or have trouble sleeping or a lot of things. So so I wonder if you could just speak to this in a general way for those who are who are new to this topic. Yeah. Well in naturopathy we, we think that um the important thing is uh in the body is the organic terrain that is all the liquids which are in the body should have a correct composition. And if yeah. this is the case, then we are healthy and resistant. We can fight against uh, illnesses. But this ideal composition of 
uh, the cellular serums and uh, juices and uh, the blood, the lymph, uh, can be changed in two main ways. There can be some substances which should come in the body, but which do not come, like vitamins, minerals, or not in large enough quantities. And then that will lead to uh, health problems uh, because of um, a lack in nutrients. And um, the other way we can get ill is because there are too many substances which are in the body which should not be there, like uh, heavy metals, uh, pollution, poisons, or should not be there in such high quantities like uric acid, urea, cholesterol, and, and so forth. So that brings naturopaths to deal with illnesses in two different ways. One is to get detoxify the body, get rid of all the toxins, waste products, poisons which are in the body, um, stimulating the organs which are responsible for this elimination of toxins. And there are five of them. It's the liver, it's the, the intestines, the kidneys, the skin, and the lungs. We stimulate uh, several of those uh, organs with plants or hydrotherapy or massage, reflexology, and so forth, that there are many, many techniques which can be used to help the body get rid of the toxins. And the less toxins there are in the body, the better it feels, better it can function, and it brings us back to health. And that's yeah. just not words. It's been practiced by many people uh, for a few uh, thousand years. And the other yeah. way to cure people is to bring them the lacking vitamin minerals, which can be done by uh, giving them a diet which is healthy, which is full, uh, which uses only whole foods and so forth, or taking vit um, vitamin uh, supplements, uh, natural supplements like uh, well, um, um, seaweeds or spirulina or pollen, flower pollen or or, and so forth, different things which are cocktails of vitamins, uh, spare elements, minerals, and which are easily assimilated by the body and which can um, help us get rid of the, the lacks of vitamins. And that's the way we uh, uh, cure uh, people. So all the, the techniques we use are um, plants, foods, juices, hydrotherapy, uh, massage, exercise, and so forth. Everything which is needed for the person, it depends. Uh, the, well, the cure is a bit different for each uh, person. Uh -huh. And uh, it's all natural. We are not against taking medicine, I mean, pharmaceutical medicine. Well, I am yeah. not, when it's yeah. really necessary. But it's usually not necessary at the beginning, and a lot of things can be done by uh, natural uh, remedies and uh, yeah. diets. Yes, yes, and you know I, I'm happy to see that more and more um, naturopaths are showing up in the United States. Really, I'm I'm seeing. I mean, I guess I'm in the Pacific Northwest, which is a a very open-minded place. Um, but um, it seems to me that that um, it 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 feels safer in many ways. To you know, sometimes people will say, "Oh, well, that feels unsafe," but you know. It's safer to me, and I speak as an individual, to explore natural means before going to, to an artificial means. You know, you have nothing to lose to explore 
these things that have been with us for, for as you say, centuries, in some cases millennia. And yeah. and there is great wisdom in our culture that we've lost, or many of us have lost touch with. And when you someone takes a um, herbal plant, a uh, herbal remedy, um, there are no side effects or just maybe one minor one, like uh, it's, a, it's a bit laxative or it's, it's a bit too stimulating. But when you take a pharmaceutical medicine, uh, you've got 20 or 30 different side effects, and that's much more complicated and dangerous and unbalancing than taking plants, changing diet and all. Of course, everything must be done correctly, but um, uh, it's yeah. much safer uh, to keep in balance with natural remedies. And when we think of it, um, uh, God has not put us on the earth and asked us to wait for the 20th century for have pharmaceutical remedies to cure ourselves. Yeah. There are many uh, ways of curing ourselves uh, since the beginning of uh, the stay of man on earth. I mean, all the herbs, the foods, the different kind of fruits, nuts, and hydrotherapy, all that is available already for a long time yes. and should be used. Yes, yes. I, I I so appreciate having you here. And, you know, something I've observed, um, you know, being among different spiritual groups, because I come from a different spiritual background originally, which is more conservative. And yet, you know what's interesting, Christopher, is even there. It doesn't matter whether, and I know people listening on Blog Talk Radio, when you're out in that general audience, are coming from all different spiritual backgrounds. And truthfully, you can come to this natural approach, no matter what your background. It may open, it may open you up yeah. in more ways. But I do know conservatives who have benefited, um, who have had, you know, even harsh diagnoses such as cancer and things, and yeah, and yeah. have found approaches. And I think many of us are opening up, no matter what our paths. And I find this yeah. very, very um, encouraging. <laughs> let's yeah. say that, well, that, well, nat- natural that, medicine that is, is not. Yeah, natural medicine is not a religion. It's That's not based right. on a religion. It's just <laughs> on the observation of how the body functions. It's uh, scientific. If it's something, it's uh, earthly knowledge. It's not a, a religion. Exactly. But of course. Uh, um, so that's why it works on any person who has a physical body, whatever religion he has. <laughs> yes, and and it's nothing. I I think that 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 we have nothing to fear from natural. But if anything, sometimes I mean, at least for me, again speaking personally, I I I tend to be more frightened of some some artificial things. You know, I think that. Yeah. that that we are at least cautious. I try not to use the word for cautious, you know, mindful maybe or heartful. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. you know, we're we're heading into the last five minutes of the show and and this is the time when, when I want to give you the opportunity, Christopher, to tell everyone again more about your work and and where they can discover you again. And um, there, there's so much that you're doing, and you're blogging, and, and everything that you're you're offering out there for for everyone worldwide. Well, um, I started to do med- uh, naturopathy uh, 35 years ago, and um, first I, I consulted a lot. Many people came, and uh, then I started to write books 
on natural uh, uh, naturopathy, natural different subjects like the acid alkaline diet, which is on one book. I, I write in French and then it's translated. And now in the USA, and uh, well, in English language, there is um, a publisher who has translated many of my books and which are available um, on naturopathy and also on spiritual uh, themes, both, um, in both fields. If you want to know more about my books, what kind of books I, I've written, you can visit my website, which is ChristopherVazy.ch. Vazy is V-A-S-E-Y, ChristopherVazy.ch. I present my different books. It shows the, um, the table of contents. There's a small summary. There are articles in relation with the book on the theme of the book. There are videos. There are also different, uh, a few uh, books which are out of print, which can be downloaded free. Uh, a lot of information. Um, as you will see, there are books which are uh, specifically naturopathic and a few others which are more uh, spiritual. And to be complete, the spiritual books I've written are based on a spiritual book which means a lot to me, has uh, helped me a lot to understand all those subjects. And it's uh, the book which is called In the Light of Truth, The Grail Message. And the website to go and visit uh, and see what is this book is uh, grail-message.com. So grail-message.com. It's a book which answers the important questions of life, such as what is the spirit, where does it come from, what are we doing here on earth, where do we go after life. So it's not maybe uh, in the interest of everybody. Uh, well, everybody needs to know those things, but not everybody is yet interested in that, those kind of subjects. But for those who are interested, clear answers, and they can get a much better picture of themselves as a spirit here in uh, creation. Yes. Yes. Well, and many are called to learn more. I, I know that, that all of us, many of us have stories where we attest to opening up to new things, and I encourage the listeners who feel that they are opening up to, to new information to explore, explore. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Christopher, for being here today. I've I've really appreciated your sharing here. You've gotten a lot of information into an hour here, and I know that it's helpful for all of us. So, so thank you so much from my heart for being here today. Well, thank you, Susan. It was a pleasure to be on your program. And I hope you have a wonderful evening um, out there in Switzerland. Our storm thank is you. calming here in the Pacific Northwest, so although there's Good. still quite a bit Good. of rain, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do again thank you very much for being here. And you thank have you. a wonderful Goodbye. evening. All right. Take thank care. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, those of you listening live, quickly, we do have a full week of shows. In fact, we may even fill the entire week. We will see. Tomorrow I will be back on the air. Um, the topic will be angels tomorrow um, with Marie-Ange Fogerla. She is going to talk about angels around the world, and I'm looking forward to that at 12 p.m. Pacific again. 
And then um, Wednesday, the the 9th, let's see if I can get this schedule up. It's not cooperating with me right now. Um, Christian de Quincy Blind Spots is coming on at 3 p.m. Pacific. Um, that will be an interesting book. That's a new book called Blind Spots. Go to FrontierBeyondFear.com. Thank you, live audience, for being here to learn all about upcoming shows and archived shows. Um, we have more than five years now of episodes to listen to. So um, I want to thank all of you again for being here. And if you are in the Pacific Northwest, be on the aware, be aware of those um, those puddles out there. Just before I came on the show in Portland, I heard certain roads are becoming rivers. So, and it seems like we have a lot of lot of um, rain coming in. And I'm thankful for the rain, of course, because the rainforest surely needs it. But at the same time, um, be mindful as you're as you're out there today, because I understand there is. Quite a bit of water. Um, it's coming to us um, in high quantity here, all at once. It's either feast or famine. But um, again, you know, um, we we flow with the rhythms of nature. That is that is what I choose, and and um, we accept the gifts that it has to give us. And you know, we we just are mindful um, as we are getting out there today. So. Thank you, everyone, again for being here, and I will see you back here again tomorrow at noon Pacific to talk about angels, a favorite topic of mine. 